Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Do you want to go first with the feedback we've been getting, which has been really exciting to get and hear everybody's perspectives and stories? Yes. So we've been so excited, as you've heard us say on our previous episodes, we would love to hear from you all. And we finally got our first messages from our fans. So we're excited. We've got a couple here. So we're going to start the show today with sharing some of those. The first one I'm going to share is from our listener, Sonia. And she messaged us about the episode that we just did about, it was the last episode before this one about Mercury retrograde and We discussed soul contracts and this really touched her. She had shared with us how she agreed that the idea of soul contracts doesn't necessarily mean that everything that happens in this life is because we've chosen it. You know, there are still things that happen that are horrible that we can't explain, but that there are certain relationships that we might have in this life in certain instances that do occur that we did choose to experience before we came into this life. So where she went a little further in that was that that understanding that she had already kind of come to herself has helped her kind of have a higher perspective on some of the challenges that she's had and some loved ones in her life. And she had actually shared that she had been to multiple intuitives. I think she said they were mediums that had done, and we will have a further, I know we keep saying we'll have a further episode on this, but it is coming about the Akashic Records. This is just basically a place where all of this information about all of your lives lives and everything is stored and can be tapped into to get information. So she's she had shared that she had had a few readings from different people at different times where they had tapped into this information and they had all told her a very similar thing where her and this loved one had shared an agreement before coming in about certain experiences they were going to have. So for her, you know, that doesn't make up for her humans still having the pain and suffering of going through those moments, but it did help her kind of move then a little bit above that to be able to have some sort of empathy for the situation to kind of try to look at it at a different perspective that maybe there is a higher purpose for this. And maybe if that's the only thing that gets you there, then maybe you can find a little space of compassion, maybe not forgiveness necessarily, but it can help you kind of heal a little bit, which I think that in itself, even if all of it's, you know, baloney, just that thought in itself can be very healing and is worth it all. Yeah. Um, You know, just being able to get to a place of compassion on anything, especially when it's really difficult. The other beautiful thing that she shared is then she had also... She said it was okay to share. So the first person was her mother. And then she also is a mother and she's had some challenging road, uh, a road that she's been on there as well. So she said it's been also been very healing to have that understanding and then be able to apply that now to her mothering 
abilities and her relationships and what it is she's going on in her with her own family structure. So it's it was very beautiful. So Sonia, thank you. We we love you. I know. Um, we're so grateful <laughs> that you're listening and that you've you've shared that with us. And we feel like we're gonna have many more fun, magical conversations with you as time goes on. So yep, that was the one I wanted to share. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. It actually brought tears to my eyes when I was listening to it because I was just like, this is so beautiful the way she said it and just the whole aspect of how it's really impacted her in terms of like her own motherhood and how she's looked at things. And I know it's hard when you have a parent who is supposed to be this person who supports you and loves you and is unconditional. And then you end up getting the opposite in life. It can be really, really hard. And so the fact that she's been able to kind of shift a little bit of her perspective on that and really take it to heart and use it in a way that's really beautiful in her own relationship with her daughter was just like, right. And it was really, it was really um, beautiful to hear for sure. And then to, and then to be challenged as the mother, you yeah. know, and you're, you're naturally going to have fear that, and I'm speaking for my, I'm speaking as an observer, you know, she did not share this or say this, but I would assume that then you would have fear based upon what you experience that you don't want to repeat that, you mm-hmm. know, when there's a delicate situation within your own child. So then to be able to, you know, use that, that space of compassion or empathy or whatever, then to help guide you forward, you know, it's, it was, it was very beautiful and I, I can't imagine. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And she also did Sonia has been on our podcast. She was the one who also did meditation, which was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she did an episode where she did talk about all of that. I think it's episode 10. It our of, a, yeah, our AI episode. Yeah, well, she did that one with us. But then she made the episode recently where she kind of talks about the soul contracts. So that was her episode on 10 her recently podcast. on yes. her podcast. Yeah. Yes, correct. Correct. So if you guys want to hear from a little bit more from her on that. Yes. That was a really wonderful episode too. So it's yes, called it Sacred was, Soul Chat with Sonia. Yes. And then she referenced a goddess in that one that I was not familiar yes. with. How was um, it? But it was so beautiful. I think it's Akilanda. I think Akilanda. it is Akilanda. Yeah. Akilanda. Okay. So she references this goddess, Akilanda. I believe that's how we pronounce it. Who is, and I might be butchering this, so I apologize. But from what I remember... She is the one that walks us through those really hellish moments. And she's the one there with us in that, that, that really hard time. And then helps us gain whatever it is that lesson is that we're getting from it, if that makes sense. Is that kind of how you? Yeah, that's kind of how I remembered it. But go listen yeah. to her podcast. She goes really, like into oh, detail and can, explains yeah. it beautifully. Oh, it's so beautiful. So yes, we, that will be in our show notes and we definitely recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And then we also had Dana message us on our Instagram. And so she was talking about one of our episodes. We were talking about music and how there's just this seems to be this extra need for like frequency and music to kind of come back into our lives and kind of support us. And she was saying how she's also been experiencing that as well. And she's an artist, so she'll put on the music during her artwork and how it just it seems to really be helping her with her energy and just kind of inspiring her. So I thought that was cool. And then she talked about our Mandela episode, which if you haven't listened to that, go back because it's one of my favorite episodes, actually. One of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's so fascinating, the topic. And she had this experience that was really fascinating. And I wanted to listen to the message again, but for some reason, Instagram is being strange. But from what I can remember, this is kind of how it went. So she was in her kitchen 
and she was making dinner and she has her kids and they're there with her in the room. And then basically she looked to the side and looked back again and her kids weren't there, but they they should have been there. But basically she kind of got into this feeling of a time warp where she had this feeling in her life of what it would be like not to have her children with her. And then it kind of snapped back and then her children were there again. And I thought that was really interesting because that's such Mm -hmm. a physical experience of something like that. So yeah, I often think about what my life would be like. I've talked about this before. If I didn't have kids and like in other dimensions or realities, if I have different children and the concept kind of makes me feel uncomfortable, but it was just interesting because she brought that story up. I'm like, oh my gosh. So thank you for sharing that, Dana. That's crazy. That's like fascinating story. So yeah, I think it reminds me of the book that you shared in the last episode. Yeah, the Midnight Library. Yeah, yeah. When she shared that, that's what it was making me think of. And yeah, we're going to put Dana's handle also in our show notes because her art is it's beautiful. Fabulous. It is. I love her stuff. Dana is also an intuitive and she does these beautiful spirit inspired paintings. She does a lot of color, but she does these awesome little moons. They look like moons. They're not moons, but they they just kind of appear like little moons and they're all of a color scheme. And I don't know. I They're like my favorite things she does. So it's we'll really definitely pretty. put those. You guys should go check her out as well. Yeah. Okay. And then I have another little story from home here. So my sister, one of them lives with me. Her name is Rochelle. Shout out to Rochelle. (laughs) I was like, why why aren't you saying my name? Which sister are you talking about? I know, but the world doesn't know. So I have a lot of sisters. It's Rochelle. We're talking about Rochelle today. Uh, Yeah. So she lives with me. And okay, the last episode when you were doing the reading, the energy reading, you talked about somebody having a legal issue. Yes. It'd be okay. And even while you were kind of saying it, I was like, ooh, I think this is, I'm like, I'm, I wonder if this is going to hit home, but I didn't say anything. I kind of forgot about it. And then she walked into the room and she was in a cleaning mode. She's like, I'm cleaning my room. I'm listening to your podcast. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I should get a reading with Peyton one day. I think that would be really awesome. She's like, I put on my headphones, I listen. And then he starts talking about the situation with this legal stuff and that it's all going to be okay. And she's like, I just started crying. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, giving me a personal reading right now. And it just really, it really did help her because she's going through some pretty wild stuff right now with her work and stuff. And it's a legal okay. issue. So that oh just really, that really helped her. It really you know, made her feel like things are going to be okay and give her that extra validation. So, oh my God, thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Wow. That's, I mean, that's awesome. Thank you. I, I mean, that's what we hope for, right? As we're doing these readings, you know, you don't necessarily expect to hear a validation like that. So that's awesome, I have to say, but you know, that's why, that's why we do them because we hope that someone that's listening, it is what they need to hear. Speaks to them, yeah. That's you know yeah. the intention as to why we do it. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also have to give a, a shout out to my other sisters. <laughs> yeah, don't leave them out because you don't want to start family trouble. <laughs> yeah. So to my sister Jan, whose name isn't actually Jan, inside joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, my sisters, I'm going to tell you guys all of our names and you'll probably laugh because they all mush into each other. So Shayla, Rochelle, Sheree, Shariah. Okay. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah, right. So shout out to Shariah and shout out to Sharice. <laughs> so where's Jan in that one? Well, Jan is Shariah because one day Jan I don't know Shariah. what happened. Okay. <laughs> one time I was texting her and it auto-corrected her name to Jan, which like, <laughs> how does that even happen? Exactly. We're like, this is your name now. It's who this you are. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, 
Yeah. So, and I know you want to talk about something that happened to you, a story about. Yeah, I had. Like regression. Yeah. So I had kind of an interesting, and it probably, to be honest, full discretion, this is probably going to be way more interesting to me because I was the one that (laughs) that experienced it. But why not share? You know, people like to hear stories. And then I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about this topic a little bit. So I'm going to talk about past life regressions and a little kind of woo-woo past life moment that I had. So a long time ago, at the very beginning of my spiritual journey of late, I went and did a past life regression. And if any of you have done a past life regression, or if you're interested in it, I highly recommend it. I will say it's like a guided meditation and whatever it is you receive, you have to just go with and then write it down afterwards and then just put it in your back pocket and maybe someday it will make sense. So I had this past life regression. I was not very skilled in understanding how it was the information was going to come in. So the whole time I was experiencing this, I was like, wow, is this real or is this me? Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. Anyway, one of the lives that I experienced, it was nighttime. I was in the middle of the ocean. It was freezing cold. I was on a giant ship and I felt like maybe it was the Titanic, but I did not see anything that said Titanic. It just felt very Titanic-y. And I remember feeling this extreme overwhelm of, oh shit, like I either felt responsible for something or I made a wrong decision or I should have listened to something else, like something went wrong and now it was like way too late and the worst was coming and a lot of people were going to be affected. And it was this, it was such an overwhelming feeling that I had to leave that life and I went directly into another life. And then I think I went through five different past lives in that journey. Okay. So then a couple years down the road, here we are again. So I recently just went to a retreat up in Vancouver. The lady that Shayla and I have mentored under that we've referenced on here, Danielle Sarang, she held her first spirit school retreat. It was amazing. And we probably should have an episode where we just talk about how cool (laughs) that was. But During that retreat, when I get there, I'm with 27 other intuitives, mediums, people in this community. And it was interesting because everyone up there was talking in astrology. And so that's like like one area that I'm not that versed in. Yeah. And so, you know, they're like, oh my God, my cancer moon is so (laughs) da-da-da. Well, he's that way because he's a, you know, he's a Aquarius rising or whatever it was. You know, and I'm just like, what are what is everyone saying? What's happening? (laughs) Yeah, what's happening? So I was like, I'm going to, you know, if I, because she's going to hold it again next year. So I want to go back. So I'm like, if I'm going back next year, I need to learn this language. Like I've, you know, I can learn a language. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've been diving really deep into astrology, trying to understand it. It is fascinating. I recommend that every one of you, if you're even slightly curious about it, to download the app called The Pattern. I've heard good things about that one. Oh, it's phenomenal. And it doesn't get too out there. It just gives you the information you need to know and it delivers it a way that's very digestible. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, I would recommend that. So I was sitting in a class. Again, the Danielle Sarang started Spirit School. Within Spirit School, there's an online community that you can belong to. And if you are part of her monthly membership community, then there's these development vaults that have all these amazing classes, which 
yours truly, Miss Shayla, has a class in there that she taught that I just stumbled <laughs> that on. That he found. <laughs> and I found while I was digging through there. So I'm going to definitely, I want to watch that one. But another colleague of ours, her name's Emily. Emily and her stars. We will put her in the show notes. She's an astrologer. She's phenomenal. I think I've referenced her before on here. Yeah. She's been teaching a class in the collective about astrology for light workers. So like, what are your placements and how that could help assist you and your intuitive gifts and then just really goes into these deep dives in astrology and she's a phenomenal explainer and teacher and guide for this the last class i did it was about evolutionary astrology what that means is is that evolutionary astrology is the belief that you're reincarnated which i personally believe not everyone has to and that when you come in, you know, there's for a purpose. We've talked about this with the soul mm -hmm. contracts and all of this. And if you come in as an Aries, you might be, and again, I don't have astrology down, but you might, you know, you think of Aries as kind of being an aggressor, someone very motivated, very strategic. You know, Aries is a fire sign. So, you know, someone just with a lot of passion and that they came into that as their sun sign because in their past life, they maybe experienced the opposite of it. So that yeah. this time they're like, no, this time I'm coming in and I want to experience it this way. So that was really fascinating. So she went through all the signs. She comes to Aquarius, which is my sun sign. And she's like, you know, you're very forward thinking. And if, you know, if the crowd's going this way, you're going to go this way. That's just how Aquariuses are. She goes, because in your past life, you had a trauma based upon not going your own way and following the crowd. Mm -hmm. And the second she said that, I instantly went right back to that past life of being on the Titanic or whatever it was. Yeah. And it just hit me in a way that I was like, that's exactly what that was. So the thing that was so interesting, let's say that I put the thought of the Titanic, let's even say I painted that in my head and I made that up myself, okay? <laughs> it was the feeling that I had in that moment was the feeling of, I made a mistake. It was from like following orders, you know, dot, dot, dot. And then to hear her say that two years later, that that's yeah, the feeling, that that's the that's thing so that would happen. So to remove, I mean, you know, you could paint whatever you wanted to, if you want to, if you're going to be skeptical about past life regression or whatever, it was the feeling I had. So that's yeah. the part that was like, wow. And then I remembered, which this is just a little more icing on the cake. It's nothing that spectacular, but you know how everyone has a memory of like, whenever there's a world event or whatever, you remember exactly where you were at that moment. And it's not mm -hmm. always a world event, but maybe it's something big yeah, that something happened in your big, life yeah. or a, a moment, uh, even not big. I remember after seeing that movie Titanic, I remember the exact moment of exiting that movie theater. And that moment has always stuck with me. And I didn't realize it until I was watching that class the other day and I was going through this in my brain that I remember, and it was winter, it was cold, but I was just inside for four hours however long that movie was and i remember going outside and being chilled to my bones like colder than i've ever been in my life and now i'm like i wonder and then i said to someone i was like so i was sharing this with someone and i was like you know i feel like a lot of people say they died on the titanic and she was like i've never heard anyone say that and i was like well maybe i hear oh, that funny. because maybe like I'm, i mean let's go further maybe I'm around people that were also on that. And I, you know, maybe those are people I've helped or something. And I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you could go down this whole like rabbit hole with it, but I just thought it was fascinating. So anyway, that was a story I wanted to share. I don't know if that helps anyone or it like inspires anyone to go get a past life regression, but they're really fascinating. And I don't know, there's like, there is something in my being that rings true 
when it comes to some of the stuff I've learned about that. Have you ever done one? I haven't had an official one done. I've done some meditations that lead you independently into a past life. And it's very interesting because it is very much so like connecting to spirit because you're getting visuals, feelings, and you do have to really trust it and kind of sit with it. One of them that I had that I did on my own was a meditation and I saw that I was I can't really even pinpoint it. I feel like it was near the industrial revolution because I was living outside of the area. So I was more in a wooded area, more isolated, more, I guess what we would call now rural, but <laughs> I was basically right. living like off the grid. And I had a husband and these kids and I was living by a river and one of my kids had died young. And so I was feeling the grief of that. And then it showed suddenly I was brought to the end of my life. And my husband had died and my kids were surrounding me in bed. But I was more in like this kind of British type of home. Like it just felt like I was now in the city, but it was a, a darker time. It felt like an industrial yeah. revolution kind of. But I felt so comforted by having my family there. And then I've had glimpses of seeing past lives previously when I was little. So like three years old, four or five years old. And suddenly I'd get these images of what I had lived before. I didn't know what it was at the time. But very strong memories of being a nurse. I could see the outfit that I was wearing, which they didn't wear at the time, which is funny. And I don't think I ever saw anybody really wear it. So like really old school, kind of like a skirt. I kind of had like a red cross on it. Like it was, that you know, the old nurse hats. Yes. Yeah. And then there was these speaker systems that I saw in the hospital. And I was at the front desk and there were like these intercoms, but they were like really old school, almost like it would echo through the building. I don't know how to quite explain it. It wasn't modern technology by any means kind of thing. And I could right. feel like that I was there and I was at the desk and I had this typewriter and I was typing on it and I was making calls and doing all these busy work. And I remember clearly just like being three and sitting at this little kid table and my dad's watching a show in the back and I have like this little Fisher Price cash register. And so that I was going in my head and using that and swinging back and forth between these memories. So wow. yeah, that's when I have. And then I have another one. And it's interesting when you're talking about the astrology aspect of coming here mm -hmm. to do something completely opposite of what we experienced. So I definitely, and even in my astrology chart, I can see where it comes from. So like my North Node and South Node, I think my South Node is in Leo. So that's like past life stuff. And then my North Node is Aquarius, which is like pretty much the only Aquarius placement I have. But that's like where I'm supposed to be going, like the direction kind of thing. But I have seen in my head that I was famous and a singer. I know everyone wants to be famous, but like these memories when I was little, I remember seeing standing on a stage and everybody looking at me and not being able to see their faces because the lights are so bright. And at this oh. point in my life, I had not been on stage yet. Like I had later on in my life as I progressed and I did dancing and things like that. But yeah, and I, my mom would take me to music shops and somebody once gave me this broken microphone so I could play with. And then I'd put on her like bridesmaid dress and I'd sit in the living room and just sing. And I would just see these visions of being on stage and singing. And I, to be honest, like... I would never want to be famous to me. That's like a nightmare right, in this right. life anyways. But I can definitely feel that that's, I have been in a place like that previously and that my life is supposed to be not like that right now, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I another one while you were sharing, I remember all the visuals of it, but I think it's important to remember the feeling that you have and like really remember mm -hmm. that because I don't know, that can sometimes be more validating or maybe at least it feels I more I think so too, to because it really gives you a lot of information about your life and it can kind of transfer into like your everyday life, which is interesting and kind of give you clues. It, 
Exactly. Cause yeah. like, as I've shared, you know, how it, I've shared this a thousand times, but how it works for me is I'm, I'm very clairvoyant, which means I'm able to see a lot in my mind's eye. And that space that is there is the same space that my imagination is. And I'm very imaginative. So it takes a lot of time. And I don't know if it ever gets mastered of, you know, learning what it is I'm painting and what it is that's being put there. And that's mm-hmm. the same space that I traveled for my past life regression. So that's why I was saying like with the Titanic, like, okay, let's just remove, let's say I painted that all in my head because there's, there's such a small feeling. There's such a light feeling of difference between the two. It's difficult to discern sometimes. So I'm like, okay, then let's go to the next part, the feeling, because that feeling you can't make that part of, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's just, it, it feels deeper. So I had another in that same session, I had another life where and again, this was before I, this had, this was before I ever did any spirit communication. And I knew what that feeling felt like to like be receiving. Right. Cause there is also, so I am clairvoyant, but there, as we've shared, there's many clairs and there's, there is a physical feeling that you can feel in your energy when you're connecting with a spirit. Usually as Shayla and I were talking before we even recorded, we're like, it always comes in different. So it does, but a lot of times there's this feeling. And so this was before I knew what that feeling felt like. I'm so I was sent back in a lifetime where I was a priest, but we're talking like ancient time. So like it was, it was somewhere in the desert. It didn't feel like Egypt. It felt like maybe like Samaria or something like somewhere very arid, my son had died in this one, which was, it was very strange. So I, I went through the feeling of losing the son. And then I worked for the, I worked for the key and queen and the woman that was facilitating my regression, I kept saying to her, I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm in the, I'm in like the temple room. I'm in, there's this giant statue behind me. And I said, I can hear the statue. I can feel the statue. And I remember the feeling of receiving information through the statue. And she said, oh, are you a seer? Are you like a priest, a seer? And I said, yes. Anyway, so now fast forward, it's that was the exact same feeling that I get when I feel spirit, like communication. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. So, you know, so I mean, you know, take away the painting of the story. It was that yeah, feeling, it's the feeling that, yeah. that connection that I had with that statue, knowing I was receiving information from it. And then now knowing what it actually does feel like to do that, it was the exact same feeling. So that. Again, it's just, it's crazy. So that makes me kind of feel like it's true. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I actually, when we have her on, I can mention it more, but I just remembered I did have an Akashic reading with Amber a long time ago from Malibu Medium. And that was past life related. And that was really interesting. So when we have her on, I'll have to kind of mention that because you can also, Akashic record readings are also really good for past life stuff because again, it's everything that was, is, and could be kind of combined together. And I think that the cool thing that like you mentioned that can be beneficial about something like this is sometimes you have to sit with it, but oftentimes it will give you little information pieces about your life, why you're feeling certain ways, and it can help you to release those things. So you're not just stuck to them. It can be very a refreshing take on yourself kind of be like, okay, that's what that is. That's not even from this life. Right. Sometimes it's totally detached and not doesn't have anything to do with this life. It's just its own thing. And it can be really great to let that go. Right. Notice if it's, it's coming in, back in. 
It's interesting. I've been trying to figure that out, what you just said. Like, why was I shown those lives? You know, how does that apply? Obviously, the one where I was a seer, obviously, I think that was to help kind of build me up for like, what I'm doing now is what I've done in many lives, it feels like. But the Titanic thing, I've been kind of like having to dig into a little bit. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. so what's the deeper message there? And then I think it's something about like leading again and like getting over that fear. And I feel like maybe I do have some like weird fear around maybe leading or like fear of failure or something, you know, because it felt like maybe I was like a captain or something on the ship or I was in charge or like I was I was navigating something, you know, and then I like failed and then it was over. You know, and so I've been trying to, I'm like, God, do I, you know, do I kind of struggle with that? And is that something I need to work on and like kind of Mm -hmm. go from where, you know, build from where this fear comes from? Or I don't know. It's been interesting. Have you seen that show? I think we've talked about it before. Life After Death on Netflix. Yeah. I I think I know what you're talking about. It's the one with, there's a guy who's like super skeptical and he's like going to a bunch of different mediums. Which they don't tell you in the show, but he is actually a developing medium. What? Yeah, I don't remember who told me that, but um, he actually like sets in circle and yeah, that's so, so that's it's yeah. So there's some things about the show. It's it's very good. It's very interesting. It's a five part show. I think it's five or six episodes. Yeah, um, and they go over a lot of the stuff that we talk about. But it is a show, so you you know take everything with a grain of salt. There's the whole section about mediumship. They go into physical mediumship. There's some stuff there that doesn't quite sit so right with me, but. Mm-hmm. Um, me too inter- actually yep okay if yep if it, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it interests you go watch it um however the the one that was so fascinating to me was the last episode which was about reincarnation and there is a i believe he would be considered a scientist it's been a while since i've watched it so i can't remember but there's a guy that does this for a living and he will interview children so i guess i'll just explain what happened it's probably the best way to explain it So now that we live in an era where everything's documented and it has been for the last, you know, 30 years or whatever, to the point where you can go search it online, yeah, you know, where people lived and that kind of stuff. I guess it probably goes back further than that. But there was there's a few instances where these children will tell their parents things that they somehow learned somewhere or they picked up somewhere to where the parents started to think, okay, is this like a past life my kids remembering? Mm -hmm. So then they will go online and they can search this information and then find stuff. So the scientist or doctor, whatever he is, he facilitates some kind of studies around this topic. So like there was there was a child on there they showed that talked about like a playground and their mother and like all these situations. So the parents found online the person that they think it is. So the doctor came in and in front of the kid, like the kid had not seen an image of any of it. But the doctor had images from this person they were thinking it was connected, along with other random things to, you know, so the kid didn't know which one was which. And the kid would pick all of the pictures that were associated with the person that they thought it was. I don't know if I explained that well enough, but no, it makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And then there was another one where the kid talked about his life as a Hollywood actor from like the 30s, maybe or 40s. And, you know, his, the actor is gone, obviously, because they think it's now the kid, but the the family of that that gentleman is still around. So they the kid actually met the family and there was like he's the most documented one. And I think there was like 97 facts that this kid had 
had said about this guy's life that the family was able to validate. And that 97, I might've pulled out of the air, but it was a large number. <laughs> it was it was a large number. I don't remember the exact number, but it's like, there's so many of these things like details about this guy's life that no one, there's no way this kid could have known. So I don't know, at least if you're going to watch that, at least go to the last episode and watch it. If you're inspired. I think that's the only episode I didn't watch. Oh God, so it's the best one. That's the only one you really should watch. It's the best one. There's yeah. another one who the kid, he remembers dying in the war and like in a plane and they pinpoint it to the exact soldier. Wow. That like there's this one guy that died and I don't remember what war it was, but they were able to pinpoint it. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Stories like that. They're pretty wild. Like I've seen some on YouTube and stuff like that, but definitely going to have to check out that last episode. We should yeah. do also an episode eventually on children and their connection to the spirit world because it's interesting yeah totally i you know i think it's interesting the concept of oh what is it imaginary friends Mm -hmm. you know like how Mm -hmm. much of that is really just their ability to still like kind of see through the veil yeah for sure yeah this is a horrible story and i might edit it out of this episode but i'm gonna share (laughs) so One of the girls that works for me, her sister used to also work for me and we're all friends. And so the one that works for me now, she would tell me about the imaginary friend that her sister had. It's a little girl. And then (laughs) this probably isn't even going to be funny. I think it was just funny because you had to be there. I'm I'm not going to put this in the episode. But um, she talked about how the sister's imaginary friend's name was Gungalite. Okay. And she was telling me this whole story about, oh, Gungalite told her this and da da da. I said, I think it was a spirit telling her to go to the light. Go to the light, little girl. <laughs> oh my God. Just go to the light, little girl. Like this bad spirit. You know, yeah. it was just a stupid, <laughs> a terrible, stupid joke. And I was like, and all, but she heard Gungalite. That's so funny. <laughs> so we <laughs> still laugh about that constantly. Gungalite. Go to the light, little girl. Just go to the light. Like a heavy a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's exactly how we do it. Just go the light, little girl. All right, oh Gungalite. <laughs> an interesting name. I wonder, did she ever like look up what it means? That's what I was like, Gungalite. Like of all the names you could name something, Gungalite. So that's my shout. That's my shout out. You know, if you're listening, you know who you are. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, like, I seriously want to look up the name. Gungalite. Gungalite. Like, what does it mean? That's funny. Okay, so... If you guys are interested, go check that out because like there's a lot of people like I really like Akashic record readings for that. I think it's really interesting if you can find a good, strong Akashic record reader. Or there's, of course, just like what Peyton was talking about, where you kind of go through that meditation, that past life regression. So, yeah, very fascinating. And then Dolores Cannon, I think it is. Yes, we've talked about there's her. Some, yeah, yep. if you're interested in that whole thing, she has so many different books on it. Audiobooks, you can go online and watch videos. And she's somebody who really study that for a long time so that's another person to check out as a reference if you are interested in past life regression as well her information is fascinating and there are people she created a program called qhht and there are people that are practitioners of that and it's like a five six hour long i mean it's a it's an ordeal past life regression so if you're called to do that right away go ahead but maybe you could just start with a just a regular past life regression and then maybe a Kashuk record reading or vice versa and then build into the QHHT. But yeah, I'm very fascinated by it. I have a client who's actually going through that training currently. Oh, cool. 
Um, and I'm so excited because she is, I think she's going to use me. She has to do so many before she can get certified. Right. So um, I think I'm going to be one of her, I don't, I don't want to use the word guinea pig, but I think I'm going to be <laughs> a, te a test, a test subject for her. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see what comes up. Yeah. That'll be a really cool experience for sure. All right. Well, should I do a card? Why don't you pull a card for today? Do I want to dance? Okay. So the card that I pulled says find a balance. So the thing that came to me, we were talking about this, the chakras a little bit, like how we should do a show for that one day. And I actually had an experience yesterday where I just had this really imbalanced chakra moment <laughs> in my throat. I had this confrontation with this guy front of our house who we have like an HOA or something like a homeowners association. Yes. We all know how those can be <laughs> if you've ever experienced uh -huh. it. So this guy just kind of like went off on me for no reason. And I was able to actually speak and say things in a way that I felt like I explained myself. There's two other people there and they were kind of trying to get them to settle down a bit. But it just was interesting because afterwards I was like, whoa, I feel really out of balance because on one end. I stood up for myself in a way that I never would have before. On the other end, the after effect of it, I was really holding on to the energy of what had happened and it was mm -hmm. making me really, really angry. And so in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to like balance this off because especially if you've experienced throat chakra issues, there's different ways you can experience it. One way can be you're very loud, you talk over people, you can't stop talking, that's overactivated as an example. And then underactivated would be just you know, not saying anything or holding things in until you explode or whatever, like things like that. So totally different spectrums. But being able to find that balance is so important and it can be really hard. And for me, that was a reminder of how like these things can just be triggered instantly. Mm -hmm. And so the message that I have for this focusing on the chakra element and the balance is on breath, <laughs> because I think that can really pull us back into ourselves. So just taking a few moments to breathe and center yourself and ground yourself and acknowledge the things that have happened to you. So even if you're like in a work situation and you have something where you're having a lot of issues expressing yourself or there are things that are happening and you're holding it in, it feels more towards those people just to acknowledge the situation and take some breath before you go the other direction. Because I don't know, for me in the situation, it was like, oh great, I did a good thing for myself that I never could before, but then I just like couldn't stop thinking about it for hours after. <laughs> but finding that connection with yourself you know, you might even have to journal on it. If you have a moment where you had this really bad experience, an argument or a confrontation, and it's still on your mind to just journal about it, that can even help. So that's that. And then also another message is coming up is not everyone's going to like you. That's okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and to speak your truth and not to hold back, because I think sometimes we do that to appease people or to be liked. And it's like, that can be really aggravating into the the throat chakra as well when you don't say what you need to say and you hold it in so yeah so just the other thing too is i recently started listening to the higher frequency music as well that can be really soothing as well i recently found out about brown noise <laughs> and there's different ones like purple noise and like all these different colors that can be really grounding too and all the chakras are connected and we have even more chakras beyond our high chakras there's like four more on top of that as well which when we have amber on she can talk about that because she's great with that. But everything needs to be in alignment. But when one thing is super out of whack, it can really start to throw off everything else too. Mm -hmm. So just finding ways to ground yourself and center yourself and like 
get those chakras properly moving in alignment with one another can be really impactful as well. So, but yeah, the main message is that to me, <laughs> it's like, you don't have to be liked. You're not for everyone and that's okay. It's actually a beautiful thing. <laughs> that it makes sense. Beautiful thing. I feel like I'm kind of all over the totally. place today, but those are the things no. that are popping up. Yeah. No, I think there was a lot there. I keep getting in my personal pulse, I keep getting like balance and justice and which is always like the scales, yeah. you know, the scale. So I've been Actually, this is Libra. So, this is a Libra Okay, card. Libra, yeah. Oh. So it's about Libra, which is about, yeah, exactly. The scale, so, the balance, right? Yeah, that's interesting. I've been getting that messaging a lot too. So, you know, it's the reminder to pay attention and to be okay that sometimes things get a little rocky in order for balance to come into place. You know, sometimes you're pushed in a moment where you notice oh God, I did stand up, but then wait, now I feel weird about it. And it's that getting you to notice that so that there can start to be balance in that area. You know, now you're paying attention to how you feel or how you speak and, you know, how important that is. And it's true because that's where you, that's where your expression comes from. And that's where you speak your truth and your authenticity. So if that's not clear, then your self-worth, which comes more from your like reflexes, that's going to be off. It could also put your, it could put more strain kind of in your heart chakra because you're not maybe telling someone how you really feel about them good battery right you know and like so it yeah, i totally agree and i think we i think it's a good idea to maybe go over have an episode and again with amber that would be a you know a brilliant moment too where we could explain to people that aren't familiar with your chakras and how they work to go into that deeper because i think just paying attention to that can that can be life-changing as well it can be it can be really impactful and really help you to have that balance too right yeah. so yeah the thing that is interesting is that there are higher chakras as well so we know about like crown chakra then there's soul star chakra universal chakra galactic chakra divine gateway chakra so there's more too but and i think it's interesting because we kind of focus a lot of the times on the more lower ones but they all can really affect how we even connect to spirit and our higher selves and all that so yeah i'm excited to have her on eventually here (laughs) yes it's going to be an amazing yeah it's going to be a great one for sure All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the episode. And like we always mention, send us a message on Instagram. If you have an idea for an episode, we'd love to hear it as well. And yeah, we're grateful that you were here with us today. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Soli listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify, and this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below, as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 